Alrighty, folks, you are listening to Talking Shit with Fraser, you bastard, the show about who the fuck knows, but anything goes. Now, folks, I know my voice is not all there today. Please bear with me. I do not have a cold or flu or any of the other sort of symptoms that you might be thinking during this time and age. This voice is, in fact, simply from laughing myself stupid at the Comics Lounge in Melbourne on Saturday night. And let me assure you that it is for this exact reason that this interview came into play. Now, folks, since the dawn of time, comedy has been used for political statements. In medieval times, it wasn't unknown for royalty to pay salaries to cartoonists to not lampoon them in the eyes of the public. Now, of course, since the advent of the internet, more information has been shared worldwide than ever before. And with this sharing of information came a meme that describes the current state of the world as it stands today. Now, I can't remember the exact correct wording of this meme, but I do remember it hitting me with the force of a thousand Mondays because it was so utterly and scarily accurate. It said something along the lines of, once we used to look for politicians for political information and to comedians for comedy. Now we look to politicians for comedy and comedians for political information. Folks, since time immemorial, comedy has been used as a weapon against politicians far and wide. And folks, a brand new weapon has just stepped in to the political arena. Now, folks, if you are at all familiar with the comedy scenes in Melbourne and also Australia-wide, you will almost definitely have heard the name Gab Rossi. Now, Gab Rossi has been a staple of the Australian comedy scene for 25 years as one of the all-time greats, including international tours, and is now taking a full about turn and is throwing his hat in the ring of Australian politics. Now, folks, we are going to chat to him about this <laughs> right fucking now. Folks, it is my great pleasure to introduce to you the man, the myth, the legend, Gab Rossi. How are you, mate? I'm very well, thanks, Fraser. Yourself, buddy? I am doing fantastic, mate. Thank you so much for joining me today. Really appreciate it. It's uh, Obviously, it's all volunteer, mate, and I know you're busy, so I really, really appreciate your time. All good, mate. I, uh, I've got plenty to say, mate, so yeah, why not? Let's have a chat. Yeah, good. I'm really keen to hear it. All right, Gab, so I'm always open with my listeners so that I step into these conversations with no knowledge of the information that is about to be presented to me. And this is so that I can find out the story as it goes. So, Gab, I'm going to hand the microphone over to you to tell your story in just a second. And I know that you have a world's wealth of different stories from your long and successful life and your massive career in comedy, and especially this part about going into politics. So I'm really excited to hear what's going on here. I'm just I'm going to throw it to you now to start your story at whichever point you like and send it in whichever direction you choose. So, sir, you have the floor. Well, I mean, I guess you could look at the pandemic to for the start of all this because I started off uh, using all the uh, things that were unfolding at the beginning of the pandemic as a source of comedy and making a lot of content on TikTok and my TikTok account was growing big. I was getting all these followers. and But as the pandemic unfolded, I had nothing but questions about everything that was happening. And then it started to make me then look deeper into you know, the analytical side of politics. And I started to realise more than ever that there's something wrong in Australian politics as a whole. Yep. So rather than just sit there and, you know, bleat about how upset I am about how things are, I actually said, okay, this is possibly the time maybe in your life where you know, talk is cheap and you might need to uh, actually start doing something because enough talk. And uh, UAP is the party I've, in, I've uh, jumped on with. Now, 
you UAP know, being United Australia Party. Yep, yep, okay. Uh, you know, look, they they are basically saying making a lot of the right noises in the sense that you know they want to over over you know overrun the duopoly that exists right now because I think it is time. I think Liberal and Labor now are just basically almost yeah. one and the same. They almost the same party. Yeah, you can't even distinguish between them. No. And, you know, I also felt that uh, some of their messaging with regards to the pandemic were, was important as well. I mean, I'm not a fan of vaccine mandates by any means. You know, I, I, don't, I don't agree with that sort of methodology in terms of forcing people to get vaccinated and lose their job. I can't think of anything more abhorrent. Yep. Um, so they're very much against that. And, you know, sometimes they're almost a lone voice when it comes to that. So... Uh, which kind of bothers me to a, a major extent. And I thought, all right, opportunity exists. So I then joined the party, which you pretty much can do online. It's pretty straightforward. And by the way, this is the scary party. They actually have more members than both major parties. Oh, you're kidding. Yeah, I don't know how that's going to translate in votes, Fraser, but at the end of the day, that's the reality. They've got about 85,000 members, which is very high. That's huge. Um, and, you know, then they said, uh, if you want to apply to be a candidate, and I, you know, I gave that some thought because, you know, wow. I mean, a lot of people think or think of the United Australia Party as some sort of right wing, even some people's eyes extreme. And I don't think they're, I reckon they're maybe a little bit right of centre at best. And that's, you know, they're, 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 to me, they're just normal people that just want to go to work and not have government tell them what to do every day. So that's where I'm coming from. And, you know, I'll, I'll say where it's at right now is, I've, I've gone through the application process and I'm, I know that I'm shortlisted to be a candidate. Yep. Um, no official announcement yet, so I don't want to let the cat out of the bag too much at this stage. Yeah, but there, there's, a, there's a real possibility that I may end up being a candidate for, for that party and that'll be in the federal election, okay? Which is kind of that's, a bit daunting because I've got, to, I've, got to get, I've got to get, like I know very much, a lot about state issues, but I've got to get more well versed in the federal side of things because, you know, I, I live in the Bacchus Marsh area, and uh, that'll be the area or part of the area that I'll be representing if I'm if I'm successful. And, um, you know, from a federal point of view, I'm not sure what our responsibilities are, but I'm going to find out. Yep. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, if I do get the nod, then I'll be talking to an awful lot of people between now and I think the election's supposed to be around May. Um, so it's going to be an interesting time. I, I don't know if I've uh, realised what I've got myself in for, you know. But end of the day, it's I can't. I'm, I'm not going to stop now. I, I just want to, you know, I want to eyeball some of these politicians, mate. I want to look them in the eye. Yes. I watch them on. I watch them on TV having their little tirades in the Senate and, the, and in the lower house. And you know, I would love to be in that room to say, mate, shut up. Yep. Seriously, mate, shut up. Yep. All right? And I think it's time. You know, some some actual working people, people that didn't just you know have a career in politics, actually entered the parliament, so we could have a bit more true representation. So, like Absolutely. I said, uh, the the only thing I'm you know bit con not majorly concerned about it, but unfortunately within my industry, being in the you know, entertainment sphere, it's always very left leaning. Yep. So of course, yeah, they might start you know thinking I'm a bit of a pariah for doing this, but. You know, look. To be, at the end of the day, I I just I've made my mind up. Nothing can faze me. Even the shit I'm going to cop, I don't care. But at the end of the day, I know why I'm doing it. And here's here's the main reason they phrase it. This this 
this little conversation with you will probably hopefully make make it clear to anyone as to why I'm doing such a, what is a, essentially a crazy thing. And I can tell you this. Three years ago, if, for example, I was in politics back then, 2018, 19, around that time, whatever, you know, let's say I was a MP back in those days and some uh, developer walked into the office and said, oh, we want to we want to build that a new hotel on that kid's playground over there. And I would have been like, well, mate, you can't do that. That's a kid's playground. And then they would have said, well, I thought you'd say that. So here's a suitcase with 10 million bucks in it. What do you reckon now? And of course, back then, you know, not knowing the political landscape or whatever, mate, 10 million bucks, a bloody lot of money. You know, you're looking at that and you're going, geez, I could be set for life here. Right, and so there's probably a part of me that might have taken it, like literally. Yep. Well, after what I've been seeing over the last, you know, 18 months to two years, knowing in my heart, and no one can convince me otherwise of this, right? Yep. That this sort of thing that I'm describing, I don't know if I'm exaggerating in terms of the figures or whatever, yep. but kickbacks seem the norm. They really do. Right. So to me, are we being governed by people serving our interests? Clearly not. No. Absolutely not. So so it's all, it's like a bit of a boys club or even a, mm-hmm. you know, like a fucking business group even. You know what Pretty I mean? Like it's, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's, it's, like, it's like those guys that get together and, you know, have breakfast every two weeks and talk about each other's clients, you know, like, you know, and we're not part of that club. No, they're not even interested in what we're doing. In fact, no. with COVID, they've just, you know, I mean, maybe maybe with the best of intentions, but to be honest with you, they've just trampled us. Yes. You know, and, and, you know, destroyed business and all, done all sorts of things that are kind of nefarious. And not, but, but understand that, you know, I know that there's some crooked shit going on. Oh, and, of course there is. And because of, and because of what I'm now seeing, like I knew, I knew politics had that corruption element, mm-hmm. but now, now for me it's laid bare. It's oh, right yes. there in front of me. I'm also seeing how it's impacting good people, just your average citizens, right? So I'm one of those people. I've suffered on the back of corruption. So, mate, there is no price right now that could buy my soul. Yeah, no. Not like, they, could, they could throw everything at me. Hey, mate, if it's as corrupt as I think they might be, it could even cost me my life, mate. But the yep. fact of the matter is, if they were trying to get me to do something that was completely against whether it be the people I represent or even just my own, you know, morals. Yep. There's nothing they could do to, to sway me. Nothing. Not when I when I knew when I reached that point, when I got to that point, I knew this is the time. Now, once again, we've got a massive mountain to climb to even get close to getting into the actual parliament because you know UAP is still a minor party. You know, the area that I'm in, if I was to represent it, is a pretty strong labor area i know labor's on the nose so i know maybe just maybe that the, you know there could be some vulnerability there oh and this and in my area let me tell you something you know that i know this is a state issue but still the state government you know they haven't done themselves any favors here because for a time there they were dumping toxic soil in back of smart oh yeah yeah and you know they've ended up putting it out bull away which is still part yeah. of my area so i'll be talking about that because yep. I think that's a disgrace. And oh, it's fucked. Yeah, there's a number of issues, mate, I can I can latch on to, but mm-hmm. end of the day, I just 
think that if people want to change, then they're going to have to start to learn to vote differently. And if they don't vote differently, then nothing's going to change. That's so, absolutely right. Yeah, but I've, got, but I've got to get more in touch with what is going to actually help people from a federal point of view if I'm going to be a representative. And like I said, I've got a lot of work to do to figure all that out. Yes, um, it's going to be weird because people might some, some people out there will go, aren't you that comedian? You know, they'll probably do that. But, mate, I mean, you know what? I'm going to make my campaign funny too. I'll tell you now. Do it. Yeah, I'm do it. absolutely. And yeah, it might like be great success. That's what the people are looking for. <laughs> Seriously. But it, might, but it might even be, it might even be not necessarily like destroying a, a, you know, an opponent. It might be just a simple case of taking the mickey out of, you know, something that's happened in the area or just whatever. But, you know, let's have a fucking laugh as well while we're Absolutely. going. Absolutely. But, mate, one thing I learned during this pandemic is that the, the, the political messages that I was putting across on social media with humour was way more powerful than, you know, me just getting and having a rant in front of the mic. You know, people people have been coming, like I've been attending the last three weekends, I was down in the city in these big protests and, you know, the number of people coming up to me saying things like, um, you know, not just that they follow me, but some people even say that they appreciate the fact that I gave them a laugh during what what is for a lot of people a very dark time. Yes, um, you know, I didn't wake up deciding that to go down that path. I wasn't that wasn't the intent. I was like ideas pop in my head. Oh, this will be a funny video. I'll make it. And if it's having that impact, well and good. You know, I have I have uh, you know I don't wake up each morning trying to think, oh, how can I make everyone happy? I just I just do what I do, and if it works, it works. You know, and it has worked, and that's sort of given me a little bit of the impetus to then go, all right, what else can I do? And, Look, I've got I've got two young children. One's thirteen, one's nine as well. I really right now more than ever, like most parents, I'm yeah. absolutely petrified about what's in their future. Like mm-hmm. you know, I mean, when I was their age, Jesus, I didn't have a care in the world, mate. You know, and now now I've got a, you know, like my daughter's going to be in year eight next year, and that's only four four years of more schooling than she's in uni. I mean, what's going to be there? Is there going to be any opportunity for her? I mean, I don't know. No. So I'm scared, bro. But, I, yeah. I'm, but I'm not going to sit by and be petrified and doing nothing because that's what's got us here. Too many yep. people have done fuck all. So yep. I'm, I'm over it. And uh, like I said, like I'm, this could all be for nothing. But like I said, there is a plan B. If, if state, uh, rep, uh, what's the state? If federal falls over, so in other words, if this doesn't go anywhere, and you know, depends what my association remains with the UAP after that. If they still want me on in some role, but if not. You know, then I may even look to the state because I really think Victoria, my God, needs fixing. My goodness. Oh, does it? What? Fuck me. Oh, oh. My God, this this premier <laughs> we have now. I mean, I cannot, I cannot believe the, you know, that these people that are putting out, you know, the the notion that he's still hugely popular and he's going to win the next election in it. Not a I chance. mean, that to me just, you know, like you saw on the weekend uh, the report from the protests on the news. 20,000 people. Well, I can tell you now that it was at least, I'm going to be real conservative here, but it was at least 300,000, but it was way more than that, right? And for them to put out 20,000 and then for them to still go on about Dan being popular while there's <laughs> half a million people walking down the street saying, sack Dan. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, and all those people have got probably five friends each that don't like him. Yep. And it's not about not liking the man. It's about, you know, he's doing wrong. He's doing wrong, man. He's yeah. doing wrong. I'm telling you now, he's doing wrong. He's doing. He's talking to us wrong. He's blaming us for everything. He's he's not taking responsibility for any of his failings. And nope. mate, he's he's easily 
you know, as far as I can tell, he's probably the worst uh, or most corrupt politician in Australian history. Well, I'm going to be blunt, mate. Like, I'm not going to take too much time on this, but, yeah, I fucking agree with you, and he's absolutely done the wrong thing. Like, um, I'm the first to say to people we should have ardurned the place in the first place. What he did was he sort of slowly peeled the band-aid when it came to lockdowns, and the whole time he was just protecting fucking corporate interests, nothing else. Well, so, I, I reckon oh, I reckon more than that, he was protecting Daniel Andrews' interests, mate. Well, that's see, probably... Yeah. See, these guys actually think it's politically expedient to lock people down, because... You will notice that, like they had elections in other states during or close to lockdowns, and it, and the people in power won. So these guys are actually going, huh? Oh, well, there's a strategy. We'll lock these people down, tell them that they're going to die if we let them out, and we're saving their lives, and then the bunnies will vote for us. Now, you know, hopefully now because Victorians are starting to see through that a bit, yep. and of course we were the most locked down city in the world, so obviously oh, yeah. that's another reason for us to go. Hang on a minute, right? So, and you know, when you when you consider that notion, you know, that idea that we were the most locked down city in the world, well, you'd, you'd have to sit there and go, well, geez, we would have had the most cases in the world. Well, obviously, we know that that's not the case. Like, we're quite moderate in in the scheme of things. Certainly, the most cases in Australia. So that that then shows us up up against other states. We've not only done harsher measures, but we've also failed in comparison to the other states. So. Yep. It's just there's just nothing good I can say about this whole thing. I mean, and people still actually try and tell me that he's done good and saved lives. No, well, he, he's fucked he's everything fucked. he's touched. Fuck him. Yeah, pretty much, and he's got to go, and I want to see him gone, and I won't rest till he does. Yep, yep. And that's that's um, all there is to it. So I don't know if I can do it from the federal, but certainly I'll I'll have some sort of, you know, I, that's the thing. I mean, our prime minister has sat back and allowed all this too. So yep. Oh, flat out. You know, so he, you know, okay. So for the last five minutes, I've obviously, you know, been labelling a a Labor premier as you know, no good and incompetent and whatever you want to call it. Then people are listening to this. This is why why I get annoyed with people. It's like they are, oh, well, he's he's a Liberal shield. He's a Liberal voter, mate. I don't have any time for the Liberal Party either. Okay, so as far as I'm concerned, they've both failed us. Yep. And you know, I've thrown my hat in the ring with an alternative to prove that I'm not with either of them. All right. So, but not just that. It's also because there's a lot of things that they do talk about that I actually align with. So yeah. Anyway, it's going to be exciting if nothing else. I'll have a bit of fun as well. Oh, look, it'd be absolutely amazing. I'm looking forward to it. And look, you know, the celebrity status behind you is not what's going to get you the votes here. You know, the fact, so, it's no. the fact that it's you're going to be funny, you're going to be caring, you're going to be like fighting the good fight. That's huge. That is huge. Well, this, that is what people need in politics right now. And you've you've actually nailed it right there. The caring part. Now, mate, up until, like I said, the start of this pandemic, I actually considered myself to be a, a reasonably selfish person, right? You know, I'm the sort of guy, for example, you know, I've got the wife and two kids and, you know, Saturday, I'm probably playing golf, mate. I could be spending that time with the family, but I love me golf. So that, you know, I'm sitting there going, some days I'm playing golf, thinking about the wife and kids and thinking, you know, I should be with them. Why, why are you being such a selfish prick? You know, so all these years I've been thinking of myself as a selfish person. Yeah. Mate, I, maybe it took something monumental like this pandemic for me to realise that, boy, do I care about people. Like, I know I know that sounds so corny, but, you know, I've spoken to so many people in private conversations one-on-one and I still stay in touch with most of these people, people that have done it tough during the pandemic and, you know, it's not tokenism. I don't actually give a shit, you know. Yep. I've even gone out of my way because, like, 
as I as I said to you when we spoke on Saturday night, Fraser, I've been right down the rabbit hole. Yes, sir. Pandemic. You know, I was a staunch, not going to get a vaccine kind of guy at one point. Right. Gotcha. So I have since found a friend who's very knowledgeable. He's in the science field. He's a doctor. You know, he 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 basically educated me on on the vaccines and what the real problems are, as opposed to you know what the the uh, the nutters sort of talk about. Yes. And you know, it sort of calmed me down a bit. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna name vaccines today. All right. No. Because, but I will say that there's three available and there's only one that I'll take. All right. That's fair. Yeah. That's and that's and that's based on my knowledge of that. So my comfort with that particular vaccine. I see. I saw so many people in the last couple of months, in particular, who back to the wall, gonna lose their job, gonna lose pretty much everything if yep. they didn't, and they didn't want the vaccine. Yep. So, with my knowledge and my belief, I've actually suggested that they take the one that I feel is yep. the safest of the three. Yep. And a lot of them have taken up that that you know that advice, and uh, you know I haven't heard of any any adverse reactions or anything like that so i think i've done the right thing and they do seem a bit more at peace even though they a lot of them feel like they've betrayed their principles if you know what i mean but you know like i said to you before sometimes we need to take a step back and we have certain beliefs and and we feel a certain way yes it is wrong to be coerced to do this i i, I yes. fully concur yes. I, i'm so against that but at yes. the same time you know there is actually a virus going around and there's actually yes. worse ones to come Yes. So it might be prudent for some to, especially if you're vulnerable. You, I, I am actually one of those people now that does sort of subscribe to that, even if I've got, you know, against coercion. So you've got to be taking it for the right reasons, not to save yes. your job, not yeah. because you want to go to the pub, you know. Yeah. And, and don't get me started on the kids. That's a whole different story yeah. entirely. Yeah. I'm still not sure where to go with that one. Yeah. So, yeah, mate. So, look, you know, I can talk about it online and make funny videos, or I can actually go... Well, that's not going to actually necessarily change much. Maybe. I don't know what's going to happen in my comedy career in the short term if I get in. Um, but in saying that, that's okay because this is too important. Now, this is too important. Yep. You know, I, I want to. I want to be there when Australia starts to rebuild. You know, absolutely. And, and absolutely. I believe. And I believe. I believe we are gonna like overcome this sort of authoritarianism that we're seeing now. I, I think the people are waking up, and you know, the government just. Just needs to pull back, mate. I don't know why they're going so hard. I, I, I've got my theories, and some yep. of them probably are, are pretty logical. Some of them are probably a bit, you know, fringe. But at the end yeah. of the day, some, something's not right, mate. Something's not something's right. Something's not. Oh, well, I mean, it's been wrong for a long time. I still like to keep it simple, though, Fraser. It's money. It's all yep. about money. Of course. You know, I, I think, I think, in my humble opinion, I think the world economy is is rooted. Yep. I think big pharma oh. has have, uh, you know, a lot of uh, money to be made here. And I basically think that they're pretty much using their position to pretty much rule by fucking medication, which is kind of scary. Yeah. I don't know if these vaccines are even any good, to be honest. Like, they don't seem to be stopping much. Um, I don't I don't necessarily expect them to be, like, wipe out the virus. But, no. yeah, I mean, you know, if you're getting boosters every six months, dude. Oh. Yeah, no, nah, that's, that's not right. Well, it's... You know, but mate, then you don't get your pick, Fraser. Yeah, it's... and this and this two-tiered society, mate, that's got to go, mate. Yeah. You know, like you know, business people have also, if they just stood their ground, but they'd all have to do it. This is the problem, right? If they all stood their ground and said, you know what, 
I'm not going to discriminate with my customers. I'm going to serve who I want. The government couldn't could have done nothing about it. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, if they had have actually said we're going to let in who we want, that that would have been the end of it. I mean, they might have issued some fines, but yep. you know, I mean, you do realise too that everything that the state governments are doing is completely against the constitution. Absolutely. So everyone yeah. knows this, yep. and yet we're still complying. Yeah. I yeah. don't get it, man. I don't get it. I mean, like I said, I don't. I'm not. I'm not one to, um, you know, talk about tearing buildings down if you don't get what you want. But I certainly don't want people to comply with something that's just completely and utterly wrong. So no. this is where I'm coming from. And yep. you know what? If I get my head in there, and if there's a few of us from that party, at the very least, we might we might have some sort of influence and might be able to, you know, put an end to some of the madness. That's what I'm trying to do. Absolutely. A good bloody plan too. So listen, I'm going to ask you a question, and it might be a little bit spicy if that's all right. But um, yeah, you're right. Uh, so obviously, Clive Palmer is the head of the, yep. uh, and there's a lot of people who would obviously suggest that Clive Palmer is a great big racist. Now, obviously, <laughs> that would be interesting because I figure a bloke like yourself who has built a massive comedy career on being sort of in Australia as a multicultural country and coming from, I believe it was Italian background, was it? Italian background, yep. Absolutely. So you, you've grown up in the era of, you know, of yep. racism when it was blatant as compared yep, to it. Pretty a, much. Pretty and much. So a lot of people would be sitting there going, what the fuck's Gab doing throwing himself in the ring with this guy? How would you respond to that sort of statement? Well, I mean, end of the day, I, I wouldn't tolerate it if he Good. was racist towards me. And, yeah, that's my uh, thoughts exactly. I'm pretty sure that if they selected me, then that... They can't sense, be too fucking racist, well, can they? <laughs> although, although, Fraser, this is, the, this is where things have taken a twist in this country over the last 20, 30 years. Okay. Apparently, I'm a privileged white male now. I'm no longer a wog. Okay. I'm a privileged white male. So this, I get told by, by hardcore leftists who I... Trust me when I say this, I bait them. And, uh, <laughs> right? Oh fuck yeah, mate! Well, they're too easy, right? So these, I don't mind. I don't mind people that lean left. In fact, in a lot of areas of, of the left, like left of centre, I'm very on board with a lot of those ideas. However, the ones that are radical, or, or at least you know, deal with pretty much anything left, they will they they suggest me doing comedy about my own ethnicity promotes racism. Yeah, I know. I got I got told by a woman once that she was offended by the word wog. Right? Yep. She literally came up to me after a show. It was at the Comics Lens where you and I met. Yep. She comes up to me and she goes, I find that word objectionable. And I looked at her and she had fucking pale skin, uh, red hair, like blue eyes, like the biggest Anglo-looking thing you could imagine. Yep. But don't worry, I got clarification. And by the way, before you asked, it wasn't Pauline Hanson. All right? <laughs> now, now, the thing is, the thing is, right, I looked her in the eye and I said, um, you do realise I was talking about myself in that context. She goes, well, I still don't like the word. So I just smiled and looked at her and I said, well, I didn't come up with the word. That word was given to us by your forefathers. And then I said, and looking at you, you probably had forefathers. Right now, oh, fuck her. Right? The, thing is, the, thing is, the, thing, the thing is, right, that... Uh, she needed to learn something, and that was that I get to choose what, how I talk about my ethnicity and my race. Correct. Right? 
And if you wanted to, for example, have a go at me for, I don't know, picking on, say, a different minority group, you know, I'd cop that. But then she also criticised me for making fun of Australians as well, which I do in my show. And in that show, you know, I said to her, you know, in that moment, I, I, I said, you do understand that I'm an Australian, right? Right. Yes. <laughs> and then I looked at her and I said, I know the problem. I got it. I said, you see, you don't like me doing those jokes because you don't see me as an Australian. And then her jaw just fell to the ground and I just looked at her yes. and I actually smiled at her and I said, listen, I know I'm being particularly hard on you, I said to her. So please, take a step back. Just understand what I'm trying to do here, all right? As a comedian, and at that point, I think it was about seven years ago, so I've been going about 18 years. I said, I know what I'm doing up there. I think I know, you know, what lines to cross and what lines to not cross. I said, but by the same token... You know, there is a problem with racism in, in this conversation, but it's not me. I said, now, just understand that. Go away and have a think about it because you did judge me based on my ethnicity. Yep. Right. I said, so looking at that now, you don't see me as an Aussie because you were very uncomfortable with me poking fun at Australians. So that in itself says that speaks volumes. And you don't even want me making fun of my own people? What does that tell you? And you know what I reckon happened, though? This is the thing, because I don't necessarily know if I penetrated that skull, right? So she would have gone back to her table and they would have said, oh, how'd that go? And she would have said, ah, he's a smart-ass, he's an asshole, or whatever. But, you know, some people people you can't reach, mate. And uh, that's why comedians, I guess, as a rule, as long as, look, you know, if if we do cross a line, more than happy to pull back, yeah? But if if we're sort of treading a line that, you know, we... Well, especially if it's self-deprecation, you know what I mean, involved, yeah. right? Like, in other words, the audience clearly know that we don't think we're superior to anybody. It's got to back off, mate. They've just got to, like, you know, take it as all that, okay, this guy doesn't think he's better than me, and just because he might do that joke about so-and-so or something else doesn't mean he thinks he's better. And, I, you know, I even say to people all the time, you know, they, you know that saying in comedy, you would have heard it, punch punch down, uh, punch up, not down, down yep. right? Well, who's to say that me, say, for example, if I ever did a joke that was in relation to, I don't know, a different race, for argument's sake, okay. who's to say I'm punching down? Why am I punching down? Like, if I, if I have an African friend and he's given me shit because I've got Italian heritage and, you know, say something to me like, you know, you're yeah, good on you, you Italians, you're always friggin' tight asses with money, and then I turn around and say, well, at least I've got food at home. You know, and we have a bit of fun, right? This is what I'm saying. It's dangerous it's ground, but in the mates. same breath, between friends, mate, it's yeah, equal. Amongst mates, it's easy. Yeah. You, know, you know, years ago, I used to do this joke, and I think it's worth bringing back, but the joke I used to do was, I said, um, one of my friends is an Iraqi guy, and uh, he was telling me one day about all the shitty cops at work, right? And personally, when he started telling me the story, it was like these guys liked him. Like, you know, they were giving him shit because they thought he was, you know, and he was a really nice guy, a pretty funny guy too, right? But he did say to me one day, he goes, I, I don't know how to take it, you know? What, what, what is it about, you know, me that they want to keep picking on? And I said, but it's, I said, but in Australia, I said, it, if we like you, we make fun of you. Oh, yeah. And then I said, as a joke, I said, it just so happens we like you fuckers a lot. <laughs> 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 but the serious thing is, was, I said, I said, it's almost like a, 
a rite of passage in this country, mate. You know, like, you know, and I gave him some really weird examples. You know, everyone knows if someone's with got red hair, they call him bluey. You know, that they all, they all, you know, it's really ironic kind of stuff. You know, I've got an African American friend that I, you know, give shit to all the time, and you know, it goes back and forth, and he's great. I mean, don't worry, there would have been the odd moment where I might have maybe hit a nerve, and he told me. But at the same time, you know, over time, he knows me. I mean, I wouldn't go up to a stranger and speak like that, you know. And look, but, you know, what really needs to be fun. What needs I mean, I love, I love, genuinely love people of any, any, any creed, any background, any sexuality, any, you know, people won't agree with that because they think because I joke about that stuff that I've got prejudices, mate. I just oh, cool. take that piss, mate. Yeah, I mean, exactly. honestly, I genuinely do I mean, I genuinely give a shit about everyone. Exactly. You know, unless, of course, you know, they bloody pricks to me, well, then I might give it back. And that's, oh, how, it, that, that's and how it works. And that's it. I'm not going to cop it either. If they're going to be rude about it, fuck yep. no. no. And that's why, unfortunately, that's why I'm a little bit anti-left these days, because they are fucking hardcore. They're very nasty people. Absolutely. Not all of them, but some, you know. And here's the thing that really needs to be put across in that point. So, effectively, because a comedian, they're going to know exactly when they've crossed a big line. Because we know. it's really simple. Nobody laughs, right? Yeah, Comedians yeah. live on um, laughter. So, they are more likely to dodge crossing lines than any average person. Right, straight up. Second point. Second point. And this one is very, very important. Now, you know, you're saying you're talking to your mate and he's talking to you and you're giving each other shit right that's a little thing we call consent yeah consent which the left is supposed to be about so well, when it comes to people, vaccines, uh, they're not. oh well that's true so yeah, i yes. can't believe I, i'm so shocked by just that notion alone how the authoritarianism seems to be something they seem to support i yep. I, I, just, I didn't realize that i yep. mean i know communism is left and stuff but it just doesn't sit right. Like they're so. I thought they were the, all about human rights and all that solidarity stuff. and looking after everyone. And uh, there's there's oh a reason I walked God. away from the left scene, mate. I uh, what I what I've seen, I'm not happy with. So. Yeah, it's gone. It's just gone so weird, mate. I, I I I just can't understand how it's sort of like almost flipped on its head. You know, yep. you would have almost put the right wingers on that sort of you know going around calling the vax or non-vax people like pariahs and get get out of society. That's that's almost a right-wing notion where you're saying, yep. oh, you don't deserve welfare, mate. You can't go to the doctor. You shouldn't be going to hospital, mate. That, that sounds like a real right-wing shit, but it's coming from the left, and I'm just like, It's scary. Yep. It's really weird. I just, I mean, you know, but then they're all about the science. I mean, you know, fuck science, mate. Science, science, you can find any science you want, mate. You can make it turn, you can make a point in any direction you want. You know, the science, there's science telling you that fucking, that, you know, the vaccines are going to save everyone and then there's science saying it's going to kill everyone. Something's in the middle. It's in the middle somewhere, you know? Exactly. But there's probably going to be some people that will have harm and there's probably going to be a lot of people that will benefit. You know what I mean? It's Absolutely. not one or the other, you know? So. Yeah, yeah, no, that's exactly right. You know, I'm just trying to keep it real, man. I'm trying. Absolutely. And you know what? Talk to If I talk common sense, you know what happens, Fraser? You're going to love this. Mm -hmm. If I talk common sense, I lose both sides. Yeah, yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Oh, yeah, mate, huh. if I went around to a bunch of, you know, like anti-vaxxer protester types and said, you know what, guys, I reckon I reckon vaccines, you know, like maybe give it some thought, oh, my God, they'd rip me head off, you know? Yep. Yep. And, if I, and if I went to a bunch of, uh, you know, pro-vaxxers and said, uh, oh, look, I haven't had, you know, both jabs yet, oh, my God, what's wrong with you, you know, or something, you know, but yep. whatever. 
I'm over it, mate. I just... Oh, me too, mate. Like, I just, I've had my two vaccines, and, you know, I've got mates who are pro-vax, I've got mates who are anti-vax, and, you know, they've all got their reasons. They've yep. all got their... I just don't get into the argument. I say, you do your thing, you do your that's thing. All that, that's, that's all anyone's ever asked, and, and yep. I'm certainly... I'm certainly never... I would never identify as anti-vax. I would only call myself pro-choice, that's all. Pro-choice, correct. Now, to give people at home the idea of the difference there... Pro-choice is we would like to choose the vaccines that go into our body, yeah. and that is the that is the one thing that okay, a lot of people have been called anti-vax when they're pro-choice. No, they're, they're not against all the vaccines. They just they want you know sort of more information, more research. They're just asking for these things and getting sort of screamed at. Yeah, well, uh, with respect to the protesters, though, there's a lot of vax people at the protest. Absolutely, yeah, heaps. So if anyone thinks it's just a bunch of people that haven't had their jab there. Sorely mistake, and I reckon way more than half of those protesters would have had would have had uh, that thing. Yep. Absolutely, and the left wing is currently convinced that the right wing has recruited people for this shit, and it's not the case. It's just people who fucking have thrown their hands up and gone. I think I think most of the people at the protest, I say most, because yeah, there's always going to be some element, right? Yep. But most would be people that would never have protested in their lives before. Yes, exactly. And that's where you've really start got to pay attention. You start got to look at that situation and go, okay, why are these people coming out when they've never come out before? And, and that's what people won't seem to sort of grapple with, you know? Absolutely. And I don't know why they keep talking down the numbers, mate. That, I, oh. I don't know if it was on the weekend or the weekend before, but the numbers that were being thrown around, like close to half a million, makes that the biggest protest in Australian history. Yep. And you know, but of course, some people listening to this right now might go, "Ah, oh, he's talking shit." There was ten thousand people there because Channel Nine said it. Yep. So, yeah. I made a well, video about that on TikTok the other day. Go and have a look at it. It's pretty fun. Yeah, fucking know. I will. I mean, I've seen yeah. a lot of the, the protest things come up, and when people were trying to convince me that it was all right wing people, I'm sitting there going, "That's a Greek flag. That's an Italian flag. That looks Albanian to me. Not sure. I'll check later." Yep. But there were all these flags from all these different countries that I'm pretty sure aren't too keen on neo-Nazism. Well, so, let me tell you that uh, I was going up to, you know, toddlers in Prams the other day saying, you know, you do realise that you're being uh, very right-wing right now. You kids have got to pull your heads in. And I was just getting a few stares from these big heroes. <laughs> these babies are sitting there in their prams and they're right-wingers apparently. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I actually, at the protest on Saturday, just gone, went up to a transgender woman, mm-hmm. and, uh, and you yeah, know, she was completely dolled up, dressed to the nines, looked amazing, right? Yes. And I walked up to her and I said, uh, so, so you finally turned right wing, have you? <laughs> <laughs> and she pissed herself. Lovely. And we had a great conversation after that. Awesome. Yeah, she's just like all the others, mate. Yeah. She is worried about the pandemic bill. Absolutely. And that, to me, I think is the main crux of, you know, all the anti-vaxxers are latching onto it, sure, and people that are concerned about the vaccines and, and you know, whatever. But that bill has brought a few more out. I'm wondering if they're going to start forcing five-year-olds to get vaccines, whether or not that's going to wake even more up. But that's... Well, to mandate that is... Oh, my God. No doubt. It's on its way. Yeah, oh, no, they're trying, mate. It's, yeah, look, you know, I, I just don't know what to make of that. You know, if I knew it was 100% safe, if I thought kids were really in some sort of danger from COVID, then, yeah, we wouldn't be having this conversation. But no. seemingly are doing pretty good fighting COVID off and, yep. and the vaccines potentially, even though it might be a minuscule amount of people that actually get hurt by it, 
it's probably the same percentage of people that will get sick from COVID in that age group. So why would you, you know, weigh it up against each other when you, you know, you're yeah. almost going to have no problems if you don't do it, you know? Exactly. And we're, we're not talking about, you know, sort of like, uh, you know, sort of random things here. We're talking about living small human beings. Where yeah, we, you and me have done probably the better years of our lives. They've still got theirs to come. And what, are, yeah, what about if there, you know, it does prove to be that in two to three years that there may be some, you know, ongoing issues with some of these. We don't know. We don't. So that's, why, that's why, I mean, I understand why they didn't, you know, couldn't do the long-term trials with, you know, the emergency factor, but it still does leave that open. So why then not, you know, try and do something else for the kids so that until we figure it out, like another year from now, we have a lot more information, you know? Absolutely, absolutely. And as a parent, I might be more comfortable then, you know, but hey, what do I know? I'm just a parent. <laughs> exactly, mate. Tell you what, mate, we've just come to about the end of the uh, session. Tell you what, do you have any more to go? Did you want to go for another round? Uh, no, we're good, mate. I'm happy we're to good. Right. I, uh, So I might wrap it up now. Do you want to promote especially your stuff? Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, cool, cool. I've got it. Oh, you're going to love me too. I've actually um, come up with this uh, little little routine which I think is relevant to this conversation. Um, yeah, I'm doing it, well, before I go, we're going yeah. to do a show on the 19th of December. Now, people who've been following me over the years know that um, every Christmas time I do a show called The Very Wildy Christmas. It started in 2000, yep, yep. and it's been, we've got 21 years long, we're still going, right? Yep. So I'll be doing that again this year, something that we slapped together because obviously we didn't know until six weeks ago that we were going to be open again. Um, but here's the funny part. So one benefit of this whole pandemic is that I've got a bit of a big following online. Yep. So I've got a lot of new fans. That, but because of my views, I think a lot of them have sort of put me into that, you know, that anti-government, even vaccine mandate questioning, even hesitant at one point. So a lot of them, you know, that follow me are non-vaxxers, right? Yep. hilarious because none of them can buy tickets to any of my shows. <laughs> <laughs> so I've, I've, from a marketing point of view, I've completely fucked this. Completely. <laughs> <laughs> so now I've got to start coming out with, uh, you know, maybe some material that gets the vaccinated on board. I don't know. What can I do? <laughs> and it's, basically like, it's basically like I've targeted like 7% of the market. <laughs> Uh, well, but, you know, it's, it's my truth, man. Whatever that is, you know, and it's, it means only seven percent did it. Well, what can I do, you know? Well, I'm certainly hope this gets around to a few people because honestly, from what you said, you've you're actually going into this with the actual plan of doing the good thing, which is what right. we fucking need right now. So hey. even if you're not quite everyone's flavour, I'd suggest that you're still a way better op- op- you're still a way better chance than what we've got now. You're still a way better candidate. You, you're going to do much better than these bloody idiots. And I'm, I'm sure at some stage someone's going to come up with a, well, how's he going to survive in politics without any clue how it fucking works? And it's like, well, have you seen political fucking discourse? Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, Fraser, I'll say this too, though. I, every time I hear myself speak, though, I always have to remind myself that I'm saying probably what a lot of, you know, fresh-faced new politicians are saying. I want to, I want to make a difference. I want to be good. So one thing I have learned in life is to stand by your words, mate. You know, when I when I met my wife, we'd only been dating a few weeks, right? Yep. And the I love you came out. Oops. It slipped out. Yep, happens. 
And, and I've gone to myself, oh, shit, dude, three weeks, mate, you know? But you know what I said to myself that day, mate? I said, well, you fucking said it now, mate. So now you've got to, now you've got to live it. Yeah. Right? Because, mate, words, man, as much as sometimes we, we sort of recognise sometimes people take too much out of words, you know, it depends on, like, when I said it to her, you could see it had an impact. And I thought, well, mate, don't fuck this girl around. She's, she's a good girl and you've said it now. Yep. You know, and I was a bit doubtful having said it, but you know what? I said it. And look, 15 years or 18 years later, we're still together. We've got two children, you know, we've made a life together. So that's that's what I'm about. Like, if, you, if yep. you're going to, you know, I'm not saying that uh, it's necessarily the perfect way to be, but you speak, you stand by what you say, and if you don't, then you better not talk. That's the way I say. Yep. Yep. Yeah, so hopefully I can, you know, I mean, I can't be bought, so they, they won't get me that way, but whether or not they get me, like, of a political system just makes it impossible for me to achieve my goals, but yep. whatever. Yeah, I'm going to give it a shot. What can I Sounds do? Sounds great, mate. I'm going to try, bro. I don't know, mate. Look, I, I, I'm not going to... One thing I don't do is lie, mate. Yep. That's the thing. Yep. I mean, people don't like my truths, though. That's the problem. No, no I, I get a lot of that myself, mate. That's yeah, okay. I don't, I don't <laughs> lie. I, I only lie to my wife, but sometimes you have to. Sometimes. And your kids, too. They still think Santa, or 10-year-olds still believe in Santa, and I don't know what to do with him. Mm-hmm. That means I have to buy an extra fucking present every year. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, geez. exactly. It means he's got you worked right out, mate. Oh, mate. Yeah, well, he's, on, he's on the spectrum, so, you know, when he's got a uh, notion in his head, he's stuck with it, mate. Gotcha, so, yeah. gotcha. All righty, mate, so we're just going to wrap it up right now. We're just approaching the end of the podcast. Uh, did you want to put anything out there before we sort of go? Did you want to sort of, like, um, give everyone uh, some links to your campaign trails, where to look you up? Obviously, you'd have Facebook, Instagram. Like, where would you like them to sort of well, chase you up for more info, or would you like them to just follow you or, you know? What, yeah, I'd love them to follow me on – I'd love them to follow me on my social. So uh, yep. the main account on TikTok at the moment is Rossi Comedy. I used to have Gabriel Rossi Comedy, but they took that one down. Uh, yeah, that's what happens when you speak the truth on TikTok, brother. Mm-hmm. 110,000 followers gone, mate. Gone. Yep. But yep. you got you got Gab Rossi comedy on on uh, Instagram and of course Facebook, Gabriel Rossi comedian. So yeah, look, if nothing else, come to my page. You'll hopefully have a laugh. And, you know, if you, if you, unless you're really left leaning, then you'll probably hate my guts. <laughs> True that. Alrighty. Yeah, so like, in terms of campaigning and stuff, uh, phrase, I'm still not sure what's happening yet. Yep. But, There'll be the word, give me another four weeks, I'll have a much better idea. And then hopefully I can make some real announcements then because, like I said, I don't want to, you know, preempt anything just in case they don't go with me in the end. They, may, they, they, they might, but they may not do. So we've just got to wait and see. But I'm, I'm confident, but in the same breath, I don't want to get ahead of myself. Yeah, look, that's that's fair too, mate. And look, if uh, down the line you decide that there's more stuff to talk about, please feel free to hit me up. I'll, uh, I'll happily sit here and listen to everything, so that'd be great. And now for those... Maybe by that stage, uh, I'll be an MP and I won't be talking to the common people anymore, mate. Well, you know, you don't really <laughs> want to be associating with a bloke named Fraser, you bastard, who's got ah, a show called Talking Shit, do you? Like... <laughs> how, did you how did you go getting that name? That would have been, you might have been named after him. You were probably born around that area, weren't you? Oh, well, I'm around the sort of uh, northern suburbs more so. So, yeah, that's that's. Uh, it was a bit of a rough area back in the day. I was sort of... Yeah. You, know, you know I'm a Glenroy boy, yeah? Oh, right. Yeah, I'm up in West Heidelberg, so... No, that's... No, that's... Sorry, I apologise. You... <laughs> Look, I've still, I've still got all three of my teeth, mate. Like... Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, um, right. listen for the folks back... Oh, sorry, I'll start it. 
Alright, so for the folks back home, what I'm going to do is I'm going to leave some links there for uh, if you want to contact Gab. And of course, you know, folks, if you've enjoyed what you listened to, feel free to hit the like, hit the subscribe, feel free to share it if you think the information will be of any benefit to anyone. Um, or also, if you just enjoyed it and think someone else will enjoy it, absolutely hit the like, hit the share, hit the follow. Also, be sure to look up Gab. Like, he's going to have some amazing stuff coming on, and I can't wait to see how that goes down. So, Gab, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for volunteering your time, man. Really appreciate it. I appreciate it too, mate. Thank you.